or here as well. If you will, pray with me, please. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen. So I know this is Women's History Month, but if you will permit me, I want to tell a story about two fellas. Actually, three fellas. And it all starts all the way back in Luke chapter 15, at the very beginning of Luke chapter 15. Now, if you can remember, last week uh, we were talking about another parable that Jesus had. That was the parable of the fig tree. And at the end of that parable, Jesus basically said, either repent or you do what? You die. So now in this chapter, chapter 15, Jesus is going to tell us about the beauty of repenting. What happens when this whole business of repenting takes place. But to get there, i got to tell you something that Jesus said that was offensive to some people. Something that Jesus did that was offensive to some people. Courtney, if you could punch up that first slide. This is Luke chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. So Jesus was around with tax collectors and other sinners. And the scribes and the Pharisees saw him. And they said... This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. They were grumbling about that. They were grumbling about the grace that Jesus showed to sinners. They were offended by that grace. I know all of us from time to time get offended, don't we? We get upset about slights, real or imagined. We grumble and get upset, but that never happens in a church, does it? We are sometimes offended by what we think is not grace, but it actually is grace. So Jesus decided that, you know what, these guys are grumbling at me and upset because not only the Pharisees and the scribes are there when Jesus is doing all this, also because Jesus grew large crowds wherever he went, a whole lot of other people were there too. And they were listening to the conversation that Jesus was having with the disciples and everybody else. So Jesus decided to tell three parables. And all three of these parables had to do with something that got lost. The first parable he told, this is in chapter 15, is the parable of the lost sheep. And that parable went like this. Guy wants out, he's a, he's a sheep herder, he loses one sheep, and then he goes and leaves the 99 there to go back to get the one that's lost. And he rejoices because he found the lost sheep. And Jesus said that heaven and earth rejoices when one is lost but now is found, as we heard in Amazing Grace. Then the second parable he tells, he tells the parable of the lost coin. This woman loses a coin, can't find it. Anybody lose any money? Okay. I'm not talking about the crypto money you lost, brother. <laughs> yeah, she, he, she loses money. 
And she searches the house. She turns on the, the lamplight. She goes under the bed. She goes under the pillows. And she finally finds that money. And she rejoices because she found the lost coin. Then Jesus once again says that heaven and earth rejoices when the lost is actually found. Then Jesus caps it off. He decides to tell the parable that we just heard. This is the parable of the prodigal son. Now, I, I love this parable, but I, I have to break it down a little bit. And when I break it down a little bit, I, I try to give people names, make me remember a little bit better. So we've got Bob. Bob is the son that decides that he's going to take his daddy's money, his inheritance, that's rightfully his, and he's going to take that money and he's going to leave the household. And he's going to go to Las Vegas. Now, we know what goes on in Vegas, what? Stays in Vegas. But he went to Vegas and he lost all of his money. He lost all of his money. In fact, there's some versions that say that he was running around with some people, and once he lost all that money, you know what the people he was running around with, you know what they did? Yeah, they cut him off. They cut him off. So he loses all of his money. He has no more money. He has no more means to support himself. So he does the only thing he can do is he finds a job working with the pigs. Now, pigs, at that time, are thought of as being lowly animals. It is not good to be working with the pigs. And Bob is working with the pigs. He's working with the pigs. He's, in fact, the verse says he has some pods. You know what pods are with the pigs? That's pig food mixed with something else. And he doesn't have anything to eat. And he decides to eat the pods. And then he thinks about the old dad. He thinks about his father. He thinks about his, how good his father was to him. And he says, you know what? My father's servants, my father's slaves have it better than I have. I'm going to go home. Now there's Harry. Harry is the son who stays. Harry is dutiful. Harry doesn't take the inheritance and run off. Harry is there working every single day, making stuff happen. Working with the father. Being dutiful, being faithful. So Bob comes home. And just imagine there's like a hill. And the father is on the hill. And he looks on the hill and he sees Bob. Bob, the son who left. Bob, the son he loves. What a moment of rejoicing that would be. Sister McLeod, I see your son here. You rejoiced when you saw him. Sister Glover, you rejoiced when you saw all these people close to you here. We rejoice when we are reunited with what we thought was once lost. And so 
father sees Bob and says, my son is back. Go get him a robe. Give him a ring. Give him some slippers. Let's kill the fatty calf. We're going to have a what? A party. Oh, yeah. But Harry sees all this. And Harry's offended. And wouldn't you, I can't blame Harry for being offended. Think of it. Harry's the dutiful son. Harry's the son who doesn't go anywhere. Harry's the son who is there every single day doing what he's supposed to be doing. Bob goes out, squanders all the money, comes back, and what does daddy do? Give him a slipper, give him a ring, and let's kill the fatty calf. I'm offended. I'm upset. Because Harry says in the verse, you didn't do that for me. You would even kill a goat for me. You didn't do any of that for me. Didn't do any of that for me. I'm offended. You know, this week, we watched the hearings when a brilliant African-American woman Katanji Brown Jackson had to talk before a bunch of senators who said some pretty offensive things to her. But she was grace in the fire, was she not? She showed her amazing grace. In fact, I, I love this one exchange because she went to law school with Ted Cruz at Harvard. And so Ted Cruz was talking about something, and Katanji Brown Jackson looks at him and says, you remember when we were in class? <laughs> she kept her cool. She kept her poise. But she also revealed who she was to us also. Senator Padilla is a senator from California. He took the senatorial spot that Vice President Harris had when she resigned to become Vice President after being elected. And Senator Padilla is from California. He went to school at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Now, I, I know uh, our birthday guy, uh, Brother Cochran, went to school at Georgia Tech and Bethune-Cookman. But MIT is a hard school to get into. It's one of the hardest technical schools in the world to get into. And uh, Georgia Tech, no. <laughs> I, suffer, I prefer Savannah State, Fort Valley State. <laughs> okay, so one of the most difficult schools to get into. And Senator Padilla and Contondi Brown Jackson had an exchange talking about what it means to be the first. And Courtney, could you play that for us, please?
applying to MIT because they didn't want me to be disappointed. I turned that discouragement into motivation. Judge Jackson, I know that you too have been doubted on your way to the seat that you find yourself in today. Even over the last three days of this hearing, your experience and qualifications have been called into question by some, despite your clear, lengthy record of talent, achievement, and accomplishment. So I want to end my time today by asking you this question. On behalf of the young people I visited with last Friday in South San Francisco, and for the many others across the country, who are watching this confirmation hearing today. What would you say, Judge Jackson, to all those young Americans, the most diverse generation in our nation's history? What do you say to some of them who may doubt that they can one day achieve the same great heights that you have? I hope to inspire people to try to follow um, this path because I love this country because I love the law, because I think it is important that we all invest in our future. And the young people are the future. And so I want them to know that they can do and be anything and I'll just say that um, I will tell them what uh, an anonymous person said to me once. I was walking through Harvard Yard my freshman year. As I mentioned, I went to uh, public school and I didn't know anything about Harvard until um, my debate coach took me there to enter a speech competition, and I thought, this is a great university. It was basically one of the only ones I'd seen, and I said, maybe I'll apply when I'm a senior. But I get there, and whoa, <laughs> so different. I'm from Miami, Florida. Boston is very cold. Um, it, was, um, it was rough. It was different from anything I'd known. There were lots of students there who were um, prep school kids like my husband, <laughs> um, who knew all about <laughs> knew all about Harvard and, and that was not not me. And I think the first semester I was really homesick. I was really questioning um, do I belong here? Can I can I make it in this environment? And I was walking through the yard in the evening, and a black woman I did not know was passing me on the sidewalk. And she looked at me, and I guess she knew how I was feeling. And she leaned over as we crossed and said, persevere. I would tell them to persevere. 
Saints, you may be upset because grace has been extended to a sinner. Grace may be extended to someone you say, you know what, they don't deserve being thought of kindly. They don't deserve someone like Jesus spending time with them. So you may be saying that I am Harry. I am the dutiful person. I pay my tithes. I do everything I'm asked to do and more for my church and somebody else gets the ring. Somebody else gets the fatted calf. God is telling us to persevere. God is telling us to persevere because God rejoices when the sinner comes back home and that's what we should be doing. But God is also telling you to persevere. And let me show you how, how the verses tell us that. According if you can take up the next slide. Okay. Verse 31. The father said this. Son, you are always with me. He says this to Harry. And all that is mine is yours. My sister Glover, you know I like a little math here. So let's start to look at this mathematically. This first slide. This is how much everybody had before Bob left. Ever had a third? Bob had a third. Harry had a third. The son had a third. What did the son do? What did Harry do? What did, what did Bob do? He went and took his and left. Squandered it. Now let's show the next slide. This is what happened when he left. It was a 50-50 deal. But what did the father say? He said that everything that's mine is yours. And because he persevered, Harry got all of it. Harry got all of it. Verse 31 once again says this. It says, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But then he says in verse 32, but we had, we had to celebrate. We had to rejoice because this brother of yours was dead, and he's come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. All of us have been lost. We've not all been Harry's all of our lives. And even when we're Harry's, we dip in and dip out. Because it's the grace of God that saves us. It's the grace of God that saves us. So this morning, the question is this. Are you offended by God's grace? Are you offended by God's grace? Or will you embrace God's grace 
wants you to know. Because there's rejoicing right now when a sinner comes home. Pray with me, please. Dear Heavenly and Gracious Father, we thank you for the brilliance of Katanji Brown Jackson. But we also thank you for the lesson that you have shown us in this parable. The lesson that your grace is sufficient. Your grace extends to us whether we are sinners or not. And that if we persevere and if we take that grace and if we are not offended by that grace, then there's so much more in store for us because your son died on the cross and defeated death to give us an opportunity at the tree of life. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us say, amen. So the opportunity for grace and mercy is right now. The opportunity to be saved is right now. This is not about joining the church. This is about your salvation. And so in just a few moments, I'm going to come down and hold out my hand. And I would love for you to catch my hand. Forgive God. Forgive God. Forgive God. Give God your heart. Because it's about salvation. It's about taking the grace that the Lord has given you. Now, there may be some who are watching this right now on YouTube or Facebook or may hear it later on a sermon rerun or a podcast or whatever. That grace and mercy is still extended to you. You can reach out to me by just dialing my telephone number, my cell phone number, 608-358-1309. That's 608-358-1309. We would love to talk to you about your faith. Now for our benediction, which is a covering of God's grace and mercy until we meet again. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate, we had to rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost, but now he is found. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Let us persevere by saying amen, 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 and amen.
saints, it's your faithfulness to greater St. Peter that enables us to do the work of the Lord. There are four ways you can give to us. First, you can use Cash App at dollar sign G-S-P-A-M-E-C. Second, you can text to give at 770-284-0771. Third, you can use Zelly by typing Greater St. Peter 9540 at yahoo.com. Fourth and finally, you can mail your contribution to 9540 Fayetteville Road, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30238. Thank you and blessings.